Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. What happened to Rachel? Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Rachel Lynn. Lind? The real name is Lind? What what do you what do you think? You think it's Lind? Or do you think it's Lynn? What do you, what do you think, man? Well, I think it sounds like a comic book character, Lynn Lindsay. That's a that's like the name. That's like the yeah. that's like a comic like, care comic book character. That that's the you know what? <gasps> I just figured out who you are. <laughs> Rage, it makes so Where much sense. You are the alternate universe black Lois Lane. Lynn Lindsay. <gasps> That's the black version of Lois Lane. <laughs> That's wild. Brian is looks just like Superman. You're so serious. He's like 6'4 with the chisel type of he's Superman and you're Lynn Lindsay. You work in entertainment as a reporter. You're Lynn Lindsay. You're you're oh always gosh, this is all true. You're, you're always in for a good fight. You're Whoa, they're doing this Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> they're doing this Michael B. Jordan Superman movie. Rachel, you are a perfect Listen. Lynn Lindsay Lois Lane. You're perfect. You're perfect. Damn it, this needs to Maybe happen. I'll shoot lip. I'll 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 talk to O. How about that? Talk to O about it. Jesus happen. Christ. Oh that knows makes him. me feel so much better because when I was a child, people used to say my mom was stuttering when she named me. Mm. So the fact that you changed it into Lynn, Lindsay, Lois Lane, alternate universe, I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean that she wasn't stuttering. We can't be sure about that. It's just something we don't know. Van, go ahead and move forward with the next one. I'm ahead. saying, I, I'm saying, well, you, 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 you brought that into the <laughs> equation. I'm just saying the stutter could have possibly worked oh, you, out for you. You, 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 you. you. Yeah, I mean, you, it's your thing or whatever. I don't know. It's an impediment. I don't know. Shout out to her. I didn't hear a stutter when I talked to her. She's very beautiful. Um, uh, How are you doing? How are you doing today, Rach? I'm good. I'm great. Oh, actually, a little bit of a scare. What happened? So two people tested positive at Extra mm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Two vaccinated people. Billy Bush. And the rule is that if it's three people, then... We no, Billy's on vacation. The rule is that there are three if it's three people, the whole thing has to shut down. But it caused such a scare because people find out when they're there that we had to go ahead and um and I'll work from home these next couple of days. So, you know, I I tested, I'm negative, but it's it's real. Like it's one of those things where, you know, we know that it's spreading, we know the cases are going up, but it hits so close to home because it's my place of employment and I can't function the way that I normally do. Because it hits so close to home. So it's just a reminder, y'all. you got to be careful out there. It's running rampant. Yeah, a lot of people are getting it. Like a, a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, uh, his wife got it. I had to test again yesterday because I had a medical procedure today. And I want to hear about that. Yeah. And then so uh, and then a couple of people got it, I think, at the funeral, at my dad's funeral. So, really? uh, yeah, a couple of people got it. Um so it's 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 it COVID spent the block block it came back you know um everybody you know that that got it are they doing okay right now 
Yes, everyone is doing okay. okay. I haven't known anyone that's yeah. had really severe symptoms. Shout out to my boy Trey Vador down there in Baton Rouge. He's having a little bit of a rough go, but he's going to be okay. He's definitely going to be okay. But yes, I had a colonoscopy today. I First of all, I'm proud of you. Not only am I proud of you for getting it, but I'm proud of you for posting it and raising awareness about why it needs to be done. Go ahead, Van. Talk a little bit about it. I made up a song about it. You want to hear the song? I actually asked for you to talk about it. Okay, fine. I'll do the song later on. <laughs> I made up a colonoscopy song. No, I, I made up several songs uh, waiting. So here's the thing. Yesterday was the colonoscopy prep. That was rough. The prep? So, oh, yeah. because like, you have to stop eating and stuff like that? So yesterday, I was on a clear liquid diet. Meant I can only have water, you know, ginger ale, stuff like that. And I also had to take something called super prep bowel prep kit. I had to prep my bowels. So I had to take after this is a little mixture and you pour the mixture in it, you mix it with cold water and then you drink it. I had to drink two last night, one at seven um, and then one again in the morning. And after I had the first one, I drank water and it was an experience. You are just going and showing. That's what it's supposed. So it's supposed to clean you out. Yeah, it I cleans you out. I feel like I've never out. heard anybody talk about this before. That's had a colonoscopy. So this yeah. is eye opening. So the prep stuff cleans you out. I had that. Then I had to wake back up this morning because uh, five hours before the procedure, you have to do it again. And I got I drank the prep stuff and it cleaned me out again. And it's just you drink it. And and poor Bozeman, he's looking at me like. Yo, my G, what's wrong with you? I've never seen you in here this much. Like, I'm trying to go play with the ball, and you're just there the entire time. And it tastes terrible. I didn't get great sleep last night, but the colonoscopy this morning was was pretty easy, you know? Smooth like, sailing. Smooth sailing. I go in there, I put the little hair nut on, I do the whole thing. They, uh, they you know, they put the IV on, then they, they hook up the... Uh, the 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 thing in my nose and they start giving the propofol and I can't after that the only I don't remember anything. Yes, I'm shocked you're here with us today. This was today. It was this morning, yeah. But aren't you like you go under for a second? So how are you like? Yeah, I was I was under, yeah. Well, you weren't groggy. You weren't out of it. Like you seen you uh, have all this energy. A little bit. I was a little groggy after, but shit, I ain't no punk bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's time to podcast, baby. I'm good. Uh, that was the best nap I've had in a while. Like, I napped, and the next thing you know, like, I was skating with Robin. I don't know why. Like, a Robin, Batman's <laughs> partner, me and him were skateboarding. Yes. yes. And he was, he was, he was like, yo, Van, Van, you got to do this. You got to do that. And for some reason, I was taking the skateboarding very, very seriously. And then I woke up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're all done. You were with Robin. Doctor came in, gave me pictures of my stomach and my butthole. Weird to see. So this was your first one. Yeah. Clean bill of health. Okay. Okay. Good for you. He removed two polyps. They were benign. But everything else looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. Colonoscopy done. You know, I enjoyed it. And I felt light. I had a nice meal this morning. Well, that was the bowel prep. Yeah, the bowel prep. Well, I think they might they might clean you out a little with the colonoscopy, too. I'm not sure. I don't know if they clean you out while they're in there. You just suck it out. I don't, I just, okay. Ooh, okay. 
It might be. It's almost time for what? Brian to go to get his colonoscopy. He's like, he's got a couple. Actually, you were same no. age. Actually, that's a. You're a hundred percent right. I'm actually yeah. glad you said that. He needs to get one. Yeah. And see, give us your doctors. Give us your. Give us the info. Just text me on the side. Let me know. So I'll give you, you the go. info. Shout out to them. They they were. Um, you know, I had to put the gown on. You know, I had. They gave me some little socks that I got to keep. Felt very cute. Then I had to go in there and I get. I got laid down. Out. Look. Yeah, they went in my butt. It happens. But now we know that that's something that we don't have to worry about, at least for now. You know, it's a, it's a thing. It's a uh, thing. You did. You, you did. You were very responsible in doing that. So I'm, I'm hoping just like you just reminded me that Brian needs to get one. I'm hoping for someone else. It puts them on notice that they need to do the same. So thank you, Van. Thank you. You're welcome. Hold on real quick. My whole setup just fell. Yeah, I, I see. Let's see. Maybe we aren't okay after the colonoscopy. <laughs> Maybe we're not. I was out in the hammock. It's too hot to be outside. My gosh. I have an umbrella for the hammock. Oh. Yeah. I have an um, I have an umbrella for the hammock. I was out in the hammock and my allergies are acting up a little bit. Bozeman, yeah, get out. That's bad out get out of here, Bozeman. Look at you, you beautiful dog, you beautiful animal. How are you? Why are you going to lock him out? Get out. Get out now. Why can't he stay in there? No, he can't stay. He's too big and he's going to run into stuff. He's a, he's a floppy animal. He's floppy. This episode is brought to you by Shea Moisture. We finally got some deodorants designed specifically for people with rich melanin skin from Shea Moisture. And they're amazing. Made with Shea butter and black dermatologist approved. These deodorants give you and your skin the care that it needs. Now, here's the thing, Rachel. Okay. The deodorants came to the house. Yes, me too. You got yours. I got them. Kalika picked one up mm -hmm. specifically. And I was like, oh, why are you picking that one up? And she said, because it says it's even underarm tone. Mm -hmm. And she goes like, sometimes when you use the other deodorants, they leave like your underarms untoned or something like that. And she was so excited to have it. She went back and she started using it right there, which made me wonder if she had put deodorant off today. <laughs> maybe she just reapplied. Maybe she, but, but like, so that's a, it's a huge deal. And I've been using it too. It's very great. It's good. It smells good. Oh, yeah. Thing. No, no, no. It is good. And it's last long. Like mm. I'm a sweater. Mm -hmm. So I need something strong. Mm. And I need, in addition to, I like that it evens out the underarm. I like the moisture and all of that, but it's the, I need it to last long. And this lasts for, it's a 48 hour sweat and odor protection, which is key. Wow. Uh, get the protection your skin deserves. Tap the banner to learn more or visit SheaMoisture.com. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to cover today. Today's show is, is you don't feel that way? I felt like, I felt like we were light. But okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I skipped a few topics. Let's go. Well, let's start at the Olympics then, Rachel. Let's start let's, st the let's start at the Olympics while I'm feeling all light and feathery. Uh, Simone Biles pulled out of the USA team final. She said she pulled out due to mental health issues. She wanted to. She wasn't feeling it. Her head wasn't in it. Uh, this caused a firestorm yeah. of of both support and criticism. Most people were really lovely about this. Most people were really into the fact that she took the time to prioritize her mental health. But there were some. Clay Travis lit her up. Marcellus oh, Wiley. Whoops. Marcellus Wiley lit her up. All, all that's on par to me. So you think that Clay Travis and Marcellus Wiley are the same person? I think Marce... No, that's not what I'm saying. On par for who they are. 
Marcellus has some wild takes at times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, Emmanuel Acho, uh, Acho Watch, it continues. No, he he Uh, he both sides did. He made a video and the video gave both sides of the argument. And then he turned it back over to the audience for them to decide. The one side had to do with the fact that, you know, she has to protect her mental health and do the things. And the other side was, I think a lot of time, a lot of the people on this, the, this side of the argument are talking about the fact, oh, she quit on her teammate. She quit on her team. She couldn't push through. And quitting is not what you should do. Um, Simone herself has said that she is, uh, she is humbled by the outpouring of support that she's gotten. What was your take on the entire Simone Biles situation? Well, I hate that this is a debate. I hate that there's even a both sides of this. At the end of the day, this is somebody who is speaking at. I, I'm sorry. I didn't think you could hear that. The allergies are really why, going crazy. Why Why would we not hear you blowing your nose? I have to get, I don't want to sound sucked up. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, that was really rude. I'm sorry. I'll try to do y'all I, see what y'all see what I have to deal with. Did here? you see me you lean see the dis- back? Though? Speaking of disrespect, disrespect, dis- speaking of it, anyway, yeah. like I was saying, uh-huh. no, no, no. I hate that this is a debate. This is a woman who has come out and said that she is suffering. You know, her mental health is at issue here. End of discussion. Point blank, period. Why are we determining? whether that's true or not, why are we determining or trying to determine whether or not it's fair or not to her teammates? The woman has said she is suffering. The woman has said she's got issues, her mental health's at issue. And that's all that we should be, we should just be concerned about Simone at this point. And I think that the problem is that when it comes to athletes, specifically those in the Olympics, you see them as invincible. They are these superheroes that are the best in the world from all over the country that have made it to elite status. And you just think that they're unbreakable. And especially a Simone who every time she steps on the floor up to do the vault, the beam, the bars, whatever, she's breaking records. She's a trailblazer. And so you really just think that she's without fail. And so to see her falter, or, or to see her say, say that, you know, like I have to take a step back because I'm putting myself first rather than competition. I do think it's commendable. And I do think that she should be praised for doing that because that's not easy at all, especially for someone who's that competitive. And I saw a really interesting post from my friend, shout out to Terika Cromarty. And she posted Simone and she talked about her daughters actually train at the same gym that Simone does. And she talked about how her kids, her, the daughters that are in gymnastics are actually in therapy. And she talked about the stress that comes from doing gymnastics and the pressure that you put on yourself. Because I was thinking about this. When you're a, when you, other sports, your goal is to win. In gymnastics, your goal is not to win, just to win. It's to be perfect. That's what you're going for is pure perfection. Not to be better than the rest. Not to have the better record. It's to be perfect. So I can only imagine what kind of stress that puts on you from a very young age as like a toddler, elementary student, all the way up to it as an adult competing in the Olympics. So I just, I I hope that people can stop debating this. I think this is very, there's only one side to see and that's Simone's side. And so I wish Simone the best and I hope that she gets the help that she needs. 
I hope that she's better for it. I think that she will, knowing that she can be vulnerable because we haven't seen her do that before. Mm -hmm. And I think that her statement says it all. Yeah. She said she had something called the twisties a little early in the competition. She says a feeling of being lost in the air. Um, It's getting to her. It's weighing on her mentally. You know what this made me think about? Uh, What? It made me think about this weird thought that I was having on the way driving to the funeral home out in Marigold where my father is buried. So like we're all in the uh the car and it's a Toyota Highlander, by the way. I tried to rent a nicer car, but they wouldn't let me. They were like, No, you got the Highlander, you stick with it. I was like, Yo, can I get an Audi? Because you know, I'm coming back to Baton Rouge, I want to stunt a little bit on people. Hey, I'm doing well now. And they were like, no, this is the Highlander. It's the only thing we have in this size. Go ahead. So we're driving into Toyota Highlander. And I'm thinking in my lot, I'm thinking in my mind, I can't do anything. Like I'm we're going to the funeral home and I'm thinking to myself, uh, I, I can't talk about this. I have to sit down and like pick out a coffin for your dad. And what color is it? And like what are the roses gonna be? And you know, what high school did your dad go to? What was his social security number? Who were his friends? Pick out his pallbearers. I'm thinking, I can't do this, right? I can't do this right now. I can't. Got two of my boys with me. And uh, I'm thinking, there's no way I can get this done. And you know what popped in my mind? What? Strangely enough, I started thinking about Brett Favre. And I, I, right. yeah, I started thinking about Brett Favre. And I started thinking about, I started pushing myself going, you know what? You, you got to do this. You can do this. Brett Favre went out and threw for 350 yards and four TDs the night after or the same night that his father died. And that's the legend of Brett Favre. As many things as Brett Favre has done, Brett Favre is a Super Bowl champion. He went to another Super Bowl. He was able to suck it up and go perform after his father had passed away. And that's what people remember Brett Favre for. It's such a heroic thing. So I stepped on the gas and I started going a little faster. I'm like, get there. I'm going to do this. If Brett Favre can do it, I can do it. I got about two miles down the road until I started laughing to myself. I started thinking, man, fuck that. Like, fuck fucking football. His dad died. Mm-hmm. It's obscene that we have lauded that moment the way that we have. It's mm-hmm. obscene. I'm not taking anything away from the fact maybe football for Brett Favre was his therapy, was the way for him to go and get it out, was, right. was the way for him to perform and get into a, a whole sort of something that's mechanical that he knows, something that he's familiar with, the camaraderie in the locker room, everyone, because being around people, like I said, I had two of my boys with it, being around people makes you feel good, makes you feel a little normal, and maybe that's how Brett Favre got through it. Right. But what if that goes the other way? Hmm. What if Brett Favre decides my father died, I can't play tonight? That's just as heroic. Yes, it is. For you to miss a Monday night football game, for you to miss a game check, for you to miss a national television appearance, for you to not do what everybody knows that you do, so that you can take some time 
and make sure you're all right, that's as heroic. That's just as heroic. As a matter of fact, I would say it's more. I would say it's more because anytime you take the time to give yourself what you need, you're saving someone, even if that someone is old, is only yourself. So mm-hmm. I take issue with this. Like I take issue with her being called a quitter. Like I take issue with yeah. with 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 people shooting at her. I take issue with it. Yeah. And I I haven't talked to Marcellus about this, but I'm disappointed. I didn't even hear what he said. I mean, he called her a quitter. I I I disappointed. I felt like it was a very an art. It was very inartful. It was insensitive. And to even have no nuance about it, to have zero nuance about it, to not start a larger conversation, nobody's discounting perseverance or the ability to stick it through something that's tough. Okay? Nobody's saying that. But what I'm telling people is everybody out there, you have the agency and the freedom to define what tough is for you. Stop letting the world define your tough and stop letting these blowhards with microphones describe it too. If it's too fucking tough, it's too fucking tough. But why is nobody giving Simone credit for realizing that she, whatever she was going through, was not at the correct level to be the best teammate that she can be for her other team members. And so it was better for her to step down than to perform in a way that didn't rise to the level and that could be detrimental to her team. Why is nobody giving her credit for stepping aside? That's what I don't get. Because they probably like don't think I, that anybody would in that situation is going to go. They probably think Simone Biles at 70% is better than whoever's going to come in for her at 100, 100. But that's not for them to say. And so it's like, I say. think it's even to add even more to her being heroic is I'm not where I need to be for my teammates. And I would be doing a disservice to my team if I went out there and I underperformed. To right. me, that's heroic as well. And I don't understand why no one's giving her that. Yeah, shout it's out ridiculous. to Simone Biles. Look, uh, America, black ladies don't owe y'all no flips. <laughs> y'all ain't done enough for black women for them to owe you no flips. They flip at their leisure. Black women flip. flip at their leisure. They flip when they want to flip. That's right. If they decide they want to flip on Monday and then Wednesday it's too hot to flip, they ain't got to flip. You, right. America has not earned the flips of black women. Y'all haven't earned the flips. Y'all haven't earned the vaults. Y'all haven't earned the uh, what do you call it? The 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 horse? What do you what do you do the thing? The horse? You okay, haven't earned the, the pommel the horse. Men do, the men do that. The oh, men well, do that. What, what am I thinking about? Oh, uh, the men the men do the the the, the whatever the pommel oh the horse, balance beam that. the balance the beam. beam the bars the floor the the beam the bars the floor y'all haven't earned none of this y'all haven't even you know what y'all America you know what just stop <laughs> y'all haven't even earned the gymnastics. With the baton, with the ribbon on the end of it, <laughs> y'all haven't even earned the Silk gymnastics floor th- dance. Floor dance, y'all haven't d- that gymnastics. Black women ain't got a flip for y'all. Y'all think y'all get flips? No flips. We should right. we we should dock them That's flips right. for a year. Flip you. Flip you. God damn it, <laughs> Wiley, Wiley. I love you, Wiley. Wiley, flip you, Wiley. Wiley, do better, bro. Come on the podcast, get some of this smoke. Wiley, do better. Emmanuel will be watching you. All right, let's take a break. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Shea Moisture. We finally got some deodorants designed specifically for people with rich melanin skin from Shea Moisture. And they're amazing. 
made with shea butter and black dermatologists approved. These deodorants give you and your skin the care that it needs. Now, here's the thing, Rachel. Okay. Deodorants came to the house. Yes, me too. You got yours. I got them. Kalika picked one up Mm -hmm. specifically. And I was like, oh, why are you picking that one up? And she said, because it says it's even underarm tone. Mm -hmm. And she goes like, sometimes when you use the other deodorants, they leave like your underarms untoned or something like that. And she was so excited to have it. She went back and she started using it right there, which made me wonder if she had put deodorant on for the day. <laughs> maybe she just reapplied. Maybe she, but, but like, so that's a, it's a huge deal. And I've been using it too. It's very great. It's good. It smells good. The whole yeah. Thing. No, no, no. It is good. And it's last long. Like mm. I'm a sweater. Mm-hmm. So I need something strong. Mm. And I need, in addition to, I like that it evens out the underarm. I like the moisture and all of that, but it's the, I need it to last long. And this lasts for, it's a 48 hour sweat and odor protection, which is key. Wow. Uh, get the protection your skin deserves. Tap the banner to learn more or visit SheaMoisture.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. The NFL is, is, is in the midst of a vaccination civil war. Ooh. Oof. It's so, only getting worse. Every week it's something. Like Cole Beasley now. We were expecting Cole Beasley to, to go harder. He made a rap song about uh, his vaccine hesitancy, I guess. Or he doesn't describe it as vaccine hesitancy. Cole Beasley, who is a wide receiver for the it's for the Buffalo Bills. It's hesitancy. You think it's hesitancy. Let's, let's, this is what Cole Beasley said. Break it down. Um, Cole Beasley said himself, he says, I'm not anti-vax or pro-vax. I'm pro-choice. <laughs> uh, with that being said, the issue at hand is information being withheld from players in order for a player to be swayed in a direction he may not be comfortable with. When mm-hmm. dealing with a player's health and safety, there should be complete transparency regarding information that is vital in the decision-making process. Without having all of the proper information, a player can feel misguided and unsure about a very personal choice. It makes okay. a player feel unprotected and gives concerns about future topics regarding health and our ability to make educated decisions. Now, of course, this is in in response to something that we talked about on the last podcast, which is the fact that the NFL is being uh, pretty aggressive about its its protocols for unvaccinated players. People expected Cole Beasley to to react this way and he's reacting this way now. He says he he doesn't think that the NFL is is operating uh, in good faith with the players in terms of the information. (laughs) So Cole Beasley, you said said Cole Beasley put out a rap song, right? He did put out a rap song. It should be noted at the moment that it only has received 2.4 thousand views. Okay. So it's not really gaining traction. Wow. At least the video God I saw. Damn. I was a little shocked. Like, I said, I- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Rachel, jump right past the issue. Just to let you know, nobody's fucking with Kobe's. Okay. I'm so fr- well, listen, here's what I think. I'm so annoyed with him because he's saying that he's not anti-vax mm-hmm. or pro-vax or however he said it. Um, 
But everything that you're doing is saying that you are anti-vax. At least you're anti this vaccine. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring up the song with the 2.4 thousand views is because at the very end of it, he says freedom of choice, freedom of speech, you know, talks about no freedom at all. If they don't like what I have to say, they can sue me. And in the background, you can hear na, 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 na. So it's like, Cole Beasley, which one is it? You know what I'm saying? And 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 he makes this point about he just wants there to be transpar- transparency with the information. And I guess my question is, well, Cole, what is being withheld from you? What information is he not getting that he feels like he can't make an educated decision about getting vac- vaccinated or not? I think all the information is out there to the public. You can research it yourself. I think the NFL has been very forthcoming about their protocols, what they require, what they don't, and the information that's available. If you want it, it's there. So I'm confused and I'm thinking, and so I'm asking you, am I missing something? Because he's talking about there being complete transparency. And to the best of my knowledge, that's been there. You just don't want to take it. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know to the degree what Cole Beasley, to the degree the NFL is being transparent or not or what Cole Beasley thinks he's entitled to I that I don't know but I do know I, I think it's pretty obvious that Cole Beasley is hesitant about taking the vaccine for whatever reason that he wants to take the vaccine and here's the thing about it I I get it he doesn't want to take the vaccine he might have a hundred good reasons that he doesn't want to take it that's cool sure now what dog like it the NFL this this issue is bigger than all of us like it, it's 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 so interesting that at a time when the country is more fractured than ever, this major issue has come that interconnects us all in a very intimate way. Mm-hmm. You can make me sick. I can make you sick. What I, The party that I have on a Monday night can kill your grandfather on a Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And the NFL has to make decisions under, under those set of circumstances. Cole Beasley, don't take the vaccine. Cool. But also don't leave your hotel room. It's a decision that you make. Yeah. Or don't play. You already said that if you have to forfeit playing this season because you're not going to get vaccinated, then don't play. We don't need you to keep talking in the media. We don't need you to make rap songs about it. You're acting like you don't want to bring attention to it. Yet you're doing things that keep bringing attention to the situation. No questions at the press conference about outside of football, but then I'm going to release, I'm going to drop a, a a song talking about being vaccinated right after this. At the, at the end of the day, I don't think, like you said, he may have a hundred reasons, but it seems like he just doesn't like the protocols that are in place. I mean, uh-huh. he even goes as far to say, talk about the testing. And he says, if players Uh, Let me read this. He said, it's common sense that if a vaxxed or an unvaxxed player is tested less frequently, the likelihood of a player being pulled for COVID drops dramatically. (laughs) And he says, in regard to that and saying that, I just want us to all be safe. What kind of sense does that make? He's basically saying that if we tested less, then, then the fact that someone would test positive for COVID would drop dramatically. So then you really don't care about the safety of the players. It's ignorance is bliss. You don't want people to get tested because you don't want positive results. Forget the fact that they may have COVID. If we're not testing it, then we'll never know and we can just keep it moving. 
Well, he's Cole talking Beasley. about he's talking about among um, amongst vaccinated players. So he said among vaccinated players. What did he say he again? Said, Read it again. He said it's common sense that if a vaxxed or an unvaxxed player is tested mm. less frequently, the okay. likelihood Vax of a player being pulled for COVID drops dramatically. Yeah. So just so. Trump, says, Trump yeah. used to say we were over-testing. So, yeah, we're getting so if too we much test information. less, then the cases will go down. Come on, Cole Beasley. Like, I just, I can't with him. I'm so annoyed by him. Just, don't, if you don't like it, don't play. And take your chances and see if you get picked up the next season. Should I cut Cole Beasley from my Madden team? I had him. Why was he on it? Because I needed a, like, you draft, you right? You needed you, a slot? You needed a slot receiver? Yeah, you, you draft, and sometimes I'd spend a lot of money on the defense, he was a good value pick. Wait a minute! Don't act like he can't make catches. He I didn't catch. The he ball. used to be a Cowboys player. I'm so never gonna. I'm never gonna shifty. fully. I'm never gonna fully talk bad about a, a Cowboys player. Really? A f- former or or I mean, unless they do something like you know, like Greg Hardy or something like that. I was about to say that was the name. <laughs> unless they like Greg Hardy. Yes, yes, yes. Don't you think? Don't you think that it's like? <laughs> Don't you think that it's God's funny little joke that Greg Hardy keeps getting his ass beat in the UFC? <laughs> <laughs> and quick, fast, in a hurry, too. He can't make it. I remember Greg <laughs> Hardy came to the UFC and people were like, oh, shit. Greg Hardy can't be stopped. If you can't block him on the field on Sunday, how you going to block these hands? These motherfuckers is tending to Greg Hardy big ass. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> mop, mop, mop. They mopping his ass up. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Netflix is responding to the vaccinations. They said that they're going to require COVID vaccinations for actors and other zone A personnel on all Netflix productions. Netflix has become the first major Hollywood studio to implement a blanket policy of mandating vaccinations. Uh, Now, do you have a problem with employers mandating vaccinations for people to come to work. I don't. You don't. But wait, let me ask this. For the new rule that Netflix is doing, is it like the NFL where if you don't get vaccinated, then you have to get tested a certain amount of times or it's just period if you're zone A, which means you're an actor or you do makeup or hair, you're in the face of on-camera talent that you have to get test uh, vaccinated. Is it is it that or they is there another option for you? It's production teams and partners that it will be requiring vaccinations for everyone working in zone A which consists of the actors and those who come in close proximity with them. So, so if you're working, so, in, if you're zone A, you have to be vaccinated to work for so Netflix. So I don't have a problem with it unless there is some kind of medical reason as to why you can't take the vaccine, right? I think there should be an exception to it. So if there's some kind of underlying condition that you have that like the the vaccine could possibly trigger it, make it flare up, make you worse, then those people should be excluded from that rule. Otherwise... I'm for it. Mm. This I'm is going to this is going to split America right down the middle. It bothers me. I'm sure it does. It 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 bothers me that there's no alternative. Right. So it bothers me that I I would want everyone to get vaccinated. I wish the vaccinations. Well, I would vaccinate Bozeman. Okay, my sweet little furry little baby. I love him. I, I would. <laughs> I would. I would vaccinate vaccinate Bozeman, but forcing someone to choose between 
making a living and feeding themselves and doing something to their bodies that they might not want Mm-mm. to do, what? What talk to, to hey man, spit spit your game. There's an no, there's an option. You don't have to work at Netflix. Yeah, right? but, but it's the, production at Netflix. You could go somewhere else and be employed on another job. I know, but the I, question I, is I, the standard that Netflix sets here is probably at some point going to become industry standard. I understand it that it's a yet. business that it hasn't yet. I understand because even SAG has another option. SAG does not requ- require the union for SAG does not require you to have to get vaccinated. They have other options for you. They don't right. make they doesn't say employers have to require that everybody working there in zone A or whatever has to be vaccinated. So it this is Netflix doing this. It doesn't mean that Amazon is going to do the same thing or Hulu. It, it, it doesn't mean, but I would bet a large portion of the ungodly sum that we're paid here at the Oh So Generous Ringer Podcast Spotify Network that this is going to become industry standard. And if not, the fact that such a big studio like Netflix is doing it, it makes it infinitely easier for the other streamers and the other studios to do it too. And what I would say is that I understand I, what, what, what I would say what I would what I would say is that personally, I I understand that for Netflix it actually doesn't have anything to do with public safety. What it has to do with is the bottom lot the bottom dollar, the bottom line, which is that they can't have productions go completely under because people aren't getting vaccinated right. and people are getting sick and productions are shutting down and whatever, whatever. But I will say it is a, a moral and ethical quagmire. It's murky to me to say, get vaccinated or you can't work. Now, the NFL thing I have no problem with because you don't have to get the vax, but you there are other things that just make it really hard. And to be honest with you, it should be really hard. But to give to give no second option to people who don't want to take the vaccine to me, it it seems it, it's a med- it's still a medical procedure, you know. If it becomes industry standard, then I then I then it's a problem to me. Um, but right now it's Netflix. But I but I did see was it was it Twitter? Uh-huh. What it's requiring impl- I, I believe it's Twitter. Uh, uh, Twitter Donnie is requiring Chief, it. Let me know. Shake Shack yeah. is requiring it. You can't. You can't come into a Shake Shack Shake or work Jack for Shake Shack. Said no industry industry standard though. <laughs> I think we're okay. Have you ever there's eaten no Shake way, Shack before? There's no way Chick Fil A is gonna make you do it. No, Chick Fil A will have. <laughs> ch- no, hell no. Chick Fil A is gonna make you show right. proof that you're not vaccinated. Exactly. Chick Fil A. <laughs> chick Fil A is gonna make you produce. A physical CD of the baby to get your chicken. When you come up to Chick Fil A, they're gonna Shit. when they come like when they, when you come up to Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A is not gonna give you chicken. They're gonna give or or either that or they're gonna give you free chicken with every the baby physical CD that you can shoot that you can show them. Like he, that's really what the the baby should do next. The baby I was should say just when we thought he would be counted out, there is an audience there. Sadly. I Sadly. got a twelve. I, I people was hating on me. Now I got twelve pieces in the lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole nine. Like, like the whole nine. That's what the baby should do. Uh, let's take a break and talk about this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes you know we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. 
Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. Okay, so <laughs> we're back. I don't know if you guys know, but in actual time, those breaks don't last actually long. We go, we're breaking, then we come right back. No, I'm still laughing. I was laughing during the break. She laughed the whole, she laughed the whole commercial. Um, the baby just pulled one of the biggest why moments that I've seen in, in recent years. Just why. <laughs> so the baby just won't stop. He won't stop. He won't. He's going and, for it. But but for what? For what? That's it. Like what? What? That I think that is the most bizarre thing of all this. Mm-hmm. What is your purpose? What are we doing here? Right? Are you sorry or are you not? That's the biggest question I have with all this. Yeah. Are so do a leap. Do a loop. Do a leap. A guy at him. Do a leap. Somebody. One of the. I'm getting old. This is one of the uh, many, many famous people who I've never heard one song or I can't name a song. Yes, you have. Well, give me a Dua Lipa song. Dua Lipa. Um, What's a Dua Lipa song? Come on. Hit, hit you me don't me know there. the Levitating song? What's she Levitating? The baby? No, how's it go? Sing it. Uh, I'm Levitating. I'm Levitating. I don't okay. know the rest uh, of the words. Uh, I'm Levitating. Uh, 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 uh. I see. I like uh, when you get into it. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I do know that song. I just wanted you to sing. Um, <laughs> now, so Dua Lipa, who's on the Levitating song, the who's who's the baby's on the remix. She came out. She got at the the baby, uh, at the the baby. She got at the baby. Then Elton John got at the baby. Glad got at the baby. The baby is under fire right now. He's under fire, not just for his remarks. But for the apology, the apology itself was a dub. He apologized in video, then he came back again and he apologized. He apologized more explicitly to anyone who's been affected by HIV and AIDS. And then about the LGBTQ plus community, he basically, thank you. He basically said, I ain't messing with y'all. Y'all do y'all. I'm out of here. So it's an interesting thing what's going on with the baby. Then he released the video and in the video, uh, once again, there is more what some people would say uh, uh, are homophobic signs or signs that are insensitive to HIV and AIDS. People who might be affected with it. He has holds up a sign at AIDS. He said, I'm on your ass like AIDS. I ain't going nowhere. It's just weird. Like we talked about it before. He seems determined to make himself the villain in all of this. Yeah. But then, and then in the video, it's like, it's directed by him, it's edited by him, it's written, like everything is him. And at the very end of the video, he has a message and he has it all in rainbow print, but he's like, like, I'm sorry for being me. That is not an apology. 
So that's why I'm so confused by all this. Which one is it? At first, he didn't really apologize. Then you had Dua Lipa step up and say something. You had Elton John and it was like, oh man, this is becoming even bigger as it should. So it seemed like he issued another apology because now his money was in jeopardy. That's how it felt. It didn't seem sincere. It just seemed like he's apologizing because it's becoming such a big thing. Then you come out with the video. Then you say, I'm just doing me. So what is you, homophobic? Is that what you're saying? Like it, it's, it's getting worse and worse and worse. At this point, I need him to just go away right now. I need you to stop you talking. To I need you to stop mm -hmm. making a video, uh, a mm -hmm. music at this point. And I really need you to figure out what you did is wrong. I need you to understand it. I don't know if you need to talk with somebody in the LGBTQ plus community, but you're not getting it. And, and, may, and maybe the reason he's not getting it is because he's also getting support from other people in the community who are justifying what he's saying. Like a T.I. or someone from your hometown, a Boosie. Hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, but he did get support from one place. He got support from Chris Brown. He did actually got. He didn't get scolded. He gets scolding. He got a. He didn't get support. He got a scolding from Chris Brown. Chris Brown, uh, a post and delete IG story that said, "Shut the fuck up, do your shows, thank <laughs> everybody, and get the fuck off the stage." Chris, you can never come back fully, but if you're itching your toe back in that door, go ahead, brother. See, see how much, see how much they'll let you back in. You know, Chris got a Chris lot of red. Chris got a lot of red in, red in his ledger, but for today, Chris Chris Brown was on the right side of right side of history. Oh uh, yeah, we he, call him the unexpected ally of the week. Let's just go ahead. And okay, give it to, go ahead and uh, give it to Chris. All right. Well, there there goes the Savage Fenty contract. Um, so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> be careful now. All right. So you talked about Bootsy. Bootsy. This is hard for me, man. Bootsy, Bootsy went further. Why? Why is this hard? You want to talk about someone? The baby has put his foot in his mouth for a week. Bootsy has been doing it for a decade. Okay. I, I, I'll tell you why it's hard. It's because it's hard because he's just so wrong. I I know him. I know his brother. I know his people. Like we like is is it goes back. It's just a thing, you know. He ain't he ain't making hits anymore. Okay. I'm not. It's not even Can't about the hits on. for me. Can't it's hold about on to 2003, 2004, Boosie. It's the. It's the about the example at this point. Little Boosie, a uh, little Boosie, little Boosie said this. Go ahead and play it. Everybody not with their nephew sucking dick. You know, you can't. Everybody not with that shit. You just can't put that shit on everybody and expect it to be cool. Nah, Zach say he won't perform naked on stage for charity. You don't you don't fuck with him like you fuck with the baby. You know, be even sided, man. Be even sided. You know? You don't feel that disrespect going 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 dance naked. You don't think that's disrespect in front of boys who trying to be straight? It's totally disrespect. Totally disrespect. If I'm at a wars and he go up there naked, I'ma drag his ass off stage and beat his ass. Yeah. You let a nigga dance naked in front of your children. You a motherfucking crazy motherfucker. That's enough. That's enough. She wants to cut it off. Okay. So you can hear right there, Bootsy clearly, clearly say that if he was at the show, um, that he would beat up Lil Nas X. So we have to draw a line here. Like uh, it, the things that Bootsy said in the past have been disgusting enough. Uh, 
but the reality is that Boosie got to do better. He has injected violence into this. We we have to we have to everybody has to understand what was just said right there. What was just said, those are the marching orders of uh homo the marching orders of homophobic violence is I don't want my kids to see what it is that you're doing, so I gotta hurt you so you don't do what you're doing anymore. I don't want my kids to see this. I don't want other people to see this. I don't want to have to see this. So I have to hurt you. So you can't be you anymore. And then by hurting you, I have to make other people not want to be them. That speaks of Matthew Shepard. That speaks of the violence that we see against trans men and women every day. That speaks even of the suicide rates that we see in the LGBT plus community. That speaks of all of that. He's talking directly to that. If that were any other thing, ask yourself this. If that were any other thing, anybody that has a question about whether or not that's appropriate, if that were any other thing, how would you feel? If that were, I don't know, a Justin Timberlake saying, if I see another Black Lives Matter thing in front of my kids, I'm going to run up there and beat somebody up. Think about that, man. Now, look, I'm not... I understand what people people feel like they got to shop people to stay relevant. People have all of these ideas. You know, to me, I am deeply disappointed. Deeply disappointed, man. And angry that he would say that. Are you surprised that Boosie said that? Of course not. But I think, of, of course, I'm not surprised. But the reality is there's this thing in me and I and I wonder if everybody else has this thing, right? There's this thing in me to where I come from South Baton Rouge, right? I come from a specific place, a particular place with a particular group of people. And so what that makes me do is it makes me default sometimes to my understanding of those people and who they are when they're not saying these things. Like, God rest his soul, my father would have never said that. He wouldn't have been violent against uh, somebody who was gay or trans. But if you got him talking about it, you would not have liked to hear what he said. Okay? And it wouldn't have, it, it might have only been accidentally hateful. You know, my sister is a lesbian and my father. it took my father a little while to come around on it. It might have almost been accidentally hateful, but it was a way that he was. And when you know the entirety of somebody, you have the tendency sometimes to give oxygen to some of their most vile ways. And when you know that as a function of who people are, it makes you do it even more so. Sometimes you just go, oh, that's how guys like that are. They don't really mean anything. These aren't the guys that are going to go around beating up gay people or doing stuff like that. You think that all the time, right? And you think that sometimes, but then... You watch when a guy that comes from a place like that gets a massive platform. Gets a gigantic platform. It's like 6,000 people watching that live and probably millions going to see it on YouTube and all around the place. And then you're saying all of this stuff and it's infecting people's minds and it continues to perpetuate ideas that have existed for generations now that are keeping people inside their skin. It just can't be tolerated, man. To Boosie and to Taquari and to everybody that's over there. Look, like we're not best friends. I haven't seen y'all in a long time, but we got to be better than this. No matter where we from, we have to be better than this. 
We have got to be better than this. That's not right. It's just straight up wrong. Any way you slice it, like Lil Nas X ain't hurt nobody. Any way you slice it, it's wrong. There's no way to defend it. It's wrong to say you're going to put hands on that man. That's too far. It makes me love Lil Nas X even more. Just the fact that he has the courage to just fully be himself when you have people like Boosie or even a T.I. or whoever else in the community who are seen as re are revered in the community who are speaking down on not what you're doing for you just being you. That's the difference in this. This He's not putting on a show. He's not playing a character. Lil Nas is being himself. Lil, Lil Nas X, excuse me. Lil Nas X is being himself. This is who he is. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Boosie, this is the same man who talked about a prostitute giving fellatio to his underage son. That was okay. This is the same man who says he doesn't want to see a man dancing naked on stage, but you got naked women dancing around you. I, 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 for, I need y'all to understand who this man is and then hear what he's saying. And it's just such a contradiction. And I don't, it, it's bigger than Boosie. It's bigger than T.I. It's an issue that we have in the community. It sheds light on homophobia and, and how it has infiltrated our community. And I don't know how we do better. You know, like us having this conversation, great. But how do we get into the community to where people realize that you're talking about who people are? That's their being. They look at it as a, a character. And I'm so tired of people acting like they're these, like a little Nas X is playing dress up. He is being himself as much as I am, as much as you are, as much as Boosie or T.I. is. Mm -hmm. Gotta be better. And <laughs> do me another favor. By the way, I don't want to overstate the, the homophobia in the black community because sometimes we get pinned with that. We're doing better. The black community isn't like, overtly homophobic do you think they are um we're doing better Ooh, but wow when i when i when i listen to church folks some so not all church folks but some people in the church when i hear a ti and a boosie get reckless with their comments when i hear these slurs against the lgbtq plus community we do have a long way to go it's in music it's 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 but don't you think that's parts of the black community though because you said very specifically I, the church and places where i think I i'm out here i didn't say yeah. all of them i said right. some yeah i, said some. I don't want to because we get brushed with that we get painted with that brush a lot and i don't want to i don't want to know a lot of people who say black people who say homophobic things and you've spoken out about that as well i'm not saying in in general black people are homophobic i'm just saying it's an issue. This isn't the first time we've had these conversations about this on the podcast. Lil Nas X has come out and spoken out about it. The whole song was about how he grew up and now he's, you know, he had the whole thing about how he's actually being himself with yeah. Montero. Montero. Yeah. So it's, it's an issue. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that we haven't, we haven't made strides in the right direction, but we still have a long way to go. And when you have people like a T.I. and a Boosie, you're right. Or a baby, it's trickling down to another generation. In Boosie's Live, if you looked at the comments, people were laughing. They think it's funny. They're yeah, not those taking are his people. Seriously. They're, they're not taking them seriously. They're, they're his people. They don't understand the destruction uh, that, that gets caused with that. You're, you, you're making an amazing point. I don't know. Look, I don't... It, for these guys, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. It's funny. What's funny about it is, Boosie says that when he sees 
uh, if he sees Lil Nas X up on stage and he's performing and he doesn't like the performance, he's going to run up on stage and beat the shit out of Lil Nas X. Boosie told a story about when he was inside Angola. You ever heard this story? No. Told a story when he was inside of Angola. He was in Angola for a long time. And Will you explain what it... Angola State Angola State Penitentiary is the state penitentiary, the state penitentiary of Louisiana, and one of the most notorious and dangerous state penitentiaries in the entire country. I think there's a documentary on it. Yeah, we're actually going to do one as well. So um, be on the lookout for that. You know what I'm saying? That's dropping some time in the future. You feel what I'm saying? Six feet over production. You know what I'm saying? It's me, my guys. Shout out to my guys. Oscar winners. You know what I'm saying? Two Dish Exchanges, Netflix. You feel me? Um, But. He told a story. He said that uh, he, he was in the shower. Uh, he was walking to the shower. And he saw a Coke can in the shower. And he didn't know that the Coke can in the shower meant don't come in the shower because two men in the shower were having sex. So he walks over there and he sees the two men having sex. The Coke can in the shower. He didn't know. He goes in the shower and he sees the two men having sex. Um, I wonder, two guys in prison having sex. Did you beat their asses? It would have been a part of the story if he did. No, Lil Nas X up there performing, doing some stuff up there on the stage, you know, that doesn't tickle your fans and you say you want to beat them up. There were two guys right in front of you engaging in gay sex. Did you beat them up? Did you fuck them up? Two dudes that might have been in there for doing all kinds of other things. Did you did you get at them? Just a question. I got Just, another question. What up? All right, maybe a statement. Lil Nas X is on stage. You could pull him off stage. Lil Nas X couldn't pull you off stage. He's not on any at the moment. Wow, you, you're going straight at the rap career. <laughs> uh, this story I love. This story I love. Boosie, y'all. Boosie, tip. All, y'all do better, man. It's not this. Is is We talking about hate here. We talking about hate here, man. We got to do better. My brothers... I'm never ever gonna call you out as much as I'm gonna call you in, but we gotta come. Th- we gotta come together. We gotta sit down. We gotta talk about this because it's members of our community that need our help. And anytime we get in trouble, they all right there for us. Mm. So, and we gotta be there for them too. This is not. Mm. This, this, this is not. Nah, this is. This ain't cool. This ain't it. Um, I gotta talk about somebody who I really admire. Who? A man named Jewel Jones. Jewel Jones is a representative up there in Michigan who openly disclosed that he has spent hundreds of dollars at Metro strip clubs in Detroit and also in Las Vegas. Jewel says it's part of the job. <laughs> he used campaign funds at a strip club in Dearborn to pay a bill for $221 on March 8th. And the Pantheon Club, uh, which is the name of the place, describes itself as an adult entertainment service. Two weeks later, he spent $696 at a restaurant and wine bar in Las Vegas. The purpose was listed as a dinner meeting with other legislators. From January through July, Jones spent more than $6,400 on restaurants for what's described as meetings. As meetings. And he also was arrested for drunk driving in April after crashing his car. I got to be honest with you. I'm team Jewel Jones. The reality uh, is I, I, because 
beyond the drunk driving, which is reckless and irresponsible, it could hurt somebody. Jewel Jones, when asked about this, said you have to go to these people where they are. Think about it. What's the biggest group of freaks that exists? Politicians. If you're trying to get something done, everybody else is looking at Jewel Jones like he has a problem. But if you're trying to get something done and you know these politicians are freaks, then why would you not have meetings with them at strip clubs and wine bars? Jewel Jones, he's a genius. I think he's a genius. Why do we come down on people like this? Why is a meeting at Jay Alexander's Steakhouse or Ruth's Chris any better than having a meeting at Magic City or Tootsie's or the Pink Pony? Why is it? What's the difference? Except for a little bit of ass. I was going to say, there's a little bit of a, I don't know how you can focus the same way at Ruth Chris that you can at Magic City. You're going to be a little bit distracted. Your eyes are going to divert away from whatever it is that's in front of you on the table to your surroundings, okay? You go to Magic City for a reason. You get an experience that you don't get at Ruth Chris. I would just say, I'm not knocking the man for going and, and, and allegedly getting business done at the same time, but I don't know how you do both. You can do both. Okay. You can well, do both. I've gotten women's got entire- What's his actual position? I'm not sure. I didn't even look okay. that far. I just, I, I, I agree with who he is. Club. I agree with who he is spiritually. By the way, um, I've gotten women's whole life stories at the strip club. Their entire life stories. Like why they dropped out of ballerina school, when they're going back to nail school, when they're coming out with their first EP, SoundCloud links. I've gotten all kinds of information. Did they pull up a chair and sit next to you and tell you this story or were they on your lap? Most of the time, 90% of the time, they pulled up a chair. Oh, it must have been a slow night. Not even a slow night. I'm that I guy. I you gave them money for sitting there for your, giving I'm, you all. You were I'm taking the, away somebody else's dance. I hope you I, gave them money. I'm that guy. I'm the guy. Ooh. Why, 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 Trudy, why are you putting information about Jewel Jones in the chat? We're trying to do goddamn a, a, a podcast right here. He was born in 1995. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Jewel, Jewel knows exactly what he's talking Jewel was born in 1995. What is Jewel? What is he? 26. 26. Oh, Jewel got a long career. Jewel got a City long Council. career. City Council. Jewel gonna redo the zoning. So you know he's a charmer, youngest representative in state history. I mean, come on, he's got he's got a way with words. Hey, and apparently hey. them dollar bills too. Thought warriors, listen. Jewel I would like the ATM receipt. Jones. I want to know if he. I want to know if he used the ATM while he was at the Pathion Club or wherever. That's what hey. I want to know. But wasn't he in Vegas? He was in Vegas. He was in Vegas. Maybe he was in Vegas. For, uh, maybe there was some for kind what? of convention. Now what, meeting, now, what meeting needs to happen for a local election it's, it's, it's in Vegas? There's a convention. Some kind of way. Why are you Jewel Jones's judge? Why are you? I'm tre- not. I'm asking questions. Yeah. It's like, come on now. Look, be careful, Lynn Lindsay. There's no scoop here. There's now, no I'm on my Lynn Lindsay. You're right. <laughs> She's on I'm asking Lynn questions. Lindsay. I'm investigating. All right. Uh, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like... Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity 
on your real life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Uh, now back to our new favorite segment on the show. What were the whites thinking? This one was, is a clear one. It's very clear. Uh, <laughs> had the internet in a tizzy. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis say they don't believe in bathing too much themselves or their kids. Uh, they were on an episode of Dak Shepard's podcast and Ashton Kutcher says this, I didn't have hot water growing up as a child, so I didn't shower very much anyway. Uh, that, empire, that, that apparently has continued with his kids. He says, I wasn't that parent that bathed my newborns ever, Kunis says. Now that they are older, uh, if you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there's no point. Kutcher says he washes his armpits and his crotch daily and nothing else ever. Has a tendency to throw some water on his face after a workout to get all the salts out. A bunch of nasty motherfuckers. Of oh, stinking asses. You asshole. I wonder about assholes when I think about stuff like that. I wonder about assholes they said care. they wash their private parts. Nah, they don't he said wash crotch. He said crotch. He didn't say okay, shit about Mila his said, nasty Mila ass. Said, Mila said her tits, her pits, and her slits. That's what her she said in the thing. Tits, pits, and slits. Okay, so this proves something to me. I always wonder, because Ashton Kutcher was in a long-term relationship with Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. Mila Kunis dated Justin Timberlake for a little while. She but Macaulay Culkin for a long time. For Macaulay Culkin for a long time. Another, either one of those people, they were with them for a long time, but they didn't get married. They didn't get hitched. I think Ashton Kutcher was <laughs> married. Ashton Kutcher was married. Ashton uh, uh, Kutcher yeah. was married, but it didn't last. And when everybody, when these two found each other, people were like, damn, how could these people who are on this same show for this many years just now realize that they are meant for each other? It was the fact that they had two stanking asses and the asses was stanking and Mila Kunis walked in the room. She saw Ashton Kutcher. She went, is that me? No, it was him. And then he was going, is that me? And he was going, no, it's her. To stank asses and stank ass love is disgusting. I don't care. I know there's going to be a bunch of people who hit me up and go, hey, your body has natural oils and shit like that. All, uh, no, it's nasty. And it's nasty. And, and they're giving birth to a stanking ass generation. A bunch of stank ass. So Ashton and Mila were on my season of The Bachelorette. And I would just like to confirm that neither one of them smelled. You and don't know that. I just want to put that out there. I do know that they were with me. We, yeah, we did a whole you date had, together. But you we had were too outside, much. And we were outside in the heat. You and had too, so but you had perfume on. You had perfume on. We were so outside you, you, you were smelling in yourself. the heat. They stank. For hours, for they hours, stank. okay? Neither stank. one of them smelled. However, this is absolutely disgusting. And this brings up many debates that white people do, things white people don't do, that other cultures do do. Now, we, I've been told, I've heard multiple times that white people don't bathe every day. But, I don't really hear them brag about it. And I don't really hear them talk about how they do that with their kids. And all I kept thinking was, 
This is so embarrassing for your children. At some point, your children are going to grow up and you're telling people you don't, you didn't bathe them. You yourselves don't believe in bathing every day. I have to see the dirt. What is that? Who's walking around with dirt on them all day, every day? What about sweat? You don't see sweat and you sweat. It's just, it, it really is gross. It's disturbing to hear. And the sad thing is they're not alone. You know, there's so many other people out there like that. This makes me look at everybody crazy. I will say this. Why tell us this? Like, why? What's the point? I know. Well, we didn't listen to the whole podcast that this was done on, and I wonder how this came up. But the fact the that they was. were loud and proud with it shows they have. there's no shame in that. Hey, game. look, look, whoa, whoa. I don't want None. them to be ashamed of it. I don't want them to be ashamed of it. I don't. You know what I mean? Uh, the, I have things like this. You know, I like right now, my, my, my left big toenail, Wolverine status. It's too impressive for me to cut it. I don't want to cut it because it's too impressive. Put it up in the camera. No, I won't do it. Why? You're impressed. Because what? I can't Why? show. I can't show that foot. I can't show that. What else is on foot. it? What it, else is on it? So that's the foot. So I have two. My, my feet are two different sizes. Everybody's are. Right. Well, it's a full size off for me. So one foot when I play basketball. But I won't be able to tell that if you put up just one no, foot. No, that's not what I'm talking about. One foot is battered, battered by being stuffed in a shoe that's too small. It's like gnarled. The nails why come do you off. Wear, why do you go down a size rather than go up? Because I can't. I don't. So one is a 14, one is a 15. So I can't, I can't wear if I if I do, if I do two 15s, I'm a slide too much. Like it just it doesn't work for me, even if I wear more socks. It's better if I just do the 14, if I just if I just wear the 14. The 14, it feels better. It's easier for me. But, better. but what what it just one one foot is all cracked up, dead skin everywhere. I call it my zombie foot. The nails, when I play ball a lot, if I play ball more than three times a week, the nails on the foot just randomly peel off. Uh, that's happened to me before. Because of the sweat plus cracking and all of that. They just sometimes Kalika just hates it. She'll just see me and she'll be like, Did you just rip the entire nail off of your toe? I'm like, yeah, and now it is time to begin anew. So I look, I get it. I get it. Some People got nasty shit about them, but I tell you what, my ass smells like Irish Spring, baby. But your foot stank. Don't matter. Your feet smell. Don't matter. Your shoes smell. By your the way, socks probably smell too. By the way, I wash my feet. You're funky. You're I'm not funky. funky. I don't, I wash You're my feet. Fu- I wash my feet. I wash my feet, but one foot foot is a zombie feet. Throw that foot in the air. I'm not throwing it. I'm not doing it. Raise that foot in the air. I'm not doing it. I'm not showing y'all. I mean, look, you're a lady. Your feet are supposed to be like that. My feet, I have to. Oh, that's that's not true. Women have have battered feet. There's the grizzled zombie foot right there. Oh. Oh. I didn't think you were really going to do it. What's up with that pinky? What's up with that pinky pinky. toe? The pinky toe is like... Boy. Boy, I tell you what, man. Screenshot that. Screenshot screenshot the toes. (laughs) All right. Let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 
37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. All right. Uh, come on, Donnie. It's, it's it, you know, we don't have a lot of time left. We got maybe five, 10 minutes left. We got to do the, the mailbag for the people. Go, go, go. Play a song. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. Let's do it. Claudia from Claudia. What Olympic sport would you compete in? Hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Is this like what we're actually ta- have some sort of talent in or what we would wish to compete in? That's the question. What you going to say, basketball? No, I would. That's no. your wish. That's your wish. That's, That's my your wish. wish. Right. So my wish is track. What could I actually compete in? I could um hold the torch. That would be dope. Right? Lynn, Lynn, Lynn Lindsay, hold the torch. Yeah. So this is what happens. Lynn Lindsay's holding the torch. She drops the torch. The Olympics go up in flames. People wow. are running. People are running all over the place. Oh my gosh! It is blowing up. Oh It'd be an Olympics God. to remember. It'd be an and Olympics. Then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. <sighs> <laughs> somebody just blows all the fire out. Hi, Lynn. I heard you use a fireman. One second, I'll be right back. Flies up, grabbing people. Uh, thank you, Superman. Hold on for a second. I gotta go talk to this chick. Because that's how black that's how black Superman would be. Like, chill, man. I gotta go talk to this chick. Goes back. You're over there, and that's how y'all met. Y'all meet at the Olympics because you almost set the the whole Olympics on wow, fire. Wow, man. Thank you. you. Thank you for that. Thank you. For uh, that. for me, it would be the shooting. Now, I can't shoot as nearly as well as those guys, but if I have any skill that I'm really, really good at, and this was proven again when I went back to Louisiana, is because of the toolage of my father. I'm a crack shot either with an open sight or with my scope. Wow. You know what I mean? That's that's what we do, baby. What we do okay. whatever you put in my hand. 30-30, 30 mag, whatever you give me, I can get busy. Uh all right, Donnie, next question. Come on, hurry up. All right, from Stacy Miller Kuntz. If you had a boat, what would you name it? Hmm. I would like to think that it would be something clever. A boat? Uh, it's a, oh, wow. Y'all want to come back to it? I would probably use maybe one of my nicknames or something. I don't know. Big Race sounds too simple. Right. Maybe the Oscar. <laughs> That's what you would Oscar, name it? Taking the Oscar because we won the Oscar. Oh, the Oscar. Come on, Rachel. Yeah, the Oscar. I was like, who's, I was like, whose name is Oscar? 
it's time for Shut me up. to go. Shut up. <laughs> give, give me the, this is mailbag time. Give me the next one. All right, this is from Casey or Cassie. Uh, what's the first movie you remember seeing in the movie theater? The Goonies. You know, I've never seen The Goonies. That probably doesn't shock you. Mm-mm. That's like my Tomorrow. sister's, one of my sister's favorite childhood movies. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good when one. When they were actual, not no cartoons, like the real movie. Yeah. You want to hear a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story? I don't think I have a choice. So, <laughs> there, was this, there were these dudes. Did I ever tell you my story about the my neighbors who gave me a pizza? No. Okay, so we no, had some. No, no, no. We had some neighbors that lived next to us, and one of the guys worked at Domino's. And you know, we would we would hang out with them, and we would talk about like uh, I talk about wrestling with them because they 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 watch wrestling and stuff. And one of them worked at Domino's, and I was like, uh, you know, I I like I wanted a, a pizza from Domino's, and and I was like, yeah, could you bring me a pizza? And he was like, yeah, I'll bring you one. What kind of pizza do you want? And I was like, pepperoni and sausage? I was like, yeah. he was like, when you want it? I was like, well, you could bring it tonight. And he's like, yeah, I'll bring you one when I'm when I'm coming home from work. I'll bring I'll bring one home from work. And then he, I never thought that this would happen. And then somebody knocked on the door and he was standing there with, I mean, we didn't get pizzas all the time, like with the pizza. And he gave us a pizza. And then me and my sister ate the pizza and our parents were fucking furious. Why? Oh my God, they were mad. They were like, Jesus Christ, they were like, for all kinds of reasons, you don't know what's in that fucking pizza. Maybe they wanted to poison you or do weird sex stuff to you. You never knew. So anyway, the pizza thing happened. These same guys one time, uh, we were out there playing in the, uh, I was out there playing football in the parking lot and they were like, uh, and we're going to the movies. They were going to the movies to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they were like, yo, um, we're going to see the Turtles movie at, at Cortana at, at Bar Marche. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, go ask your mom and dad if it's okay. I was like, nah, it's okay. Let's go. So I got in the car and I went and I saw the whole movie. Remember, no cell phones, no nothing. Van is like nine or 10 years old and he's gone for like three hours. Okay. The time it took to get there. We stopped at McDonald's on the way back. These were my upstairs neighbors. I remember I came back. When I came back, my dad was leaning on the railing, belt in his hand. <laughs> and, and, like, he so was they leaning. weren't worried. They uh, knew no, you were no, no, no. They were leaning on the railing. Somebody had told him they were leaning on the railing. He was leaning on the railing, belt in his hand. And uh, he was actually smiling and laughing and talking to somebody. So I guess he had been out there for a second. And I remember when I came up, I thought he was going to start whooping me. And he goes, go in the house, man. This belt ain't for you. And I was like, oh, this is, by the way, I've seen my dad whoop a grown man with a belt before. But he goes, oh he goes, this belt ain't for you. <laughs> and then uh, and then I remember, never forget, the guy I listened to do was like, well, y'all, I'm telling y'all, man, y'all ain't no friends of my son. Y'all some grown ass, man. I'm going to whoop your motherfucking ass. And the dude goes, I fucking know karate, man. And my dad burst into laughter. <laughs> he like, he burst into laughter. Like he laughed so hard that he couldn't control himself. Like he didn't want, he didn't want to use the belt anymore. But then he did use it because he came in. I remember he just sat me down and he looked at me. He, he just looked at me. He was like, 
nigga, you crazy, ain't you? You just got in somebody's car and went cross town for some fucking Leonardo. What's his name? His name Leonardo. And, and that that's thing. But I went to see it in the theaters and never regretted it. One of the best times I ever had. I was never gonna say, regretted it. It was a really good movie, so I'm sure you didn't regret it. But did you get the spanking? Yeah, he whooped my ass. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, like I mean, he whooped my ass, but it was worth it. I I started building up in my mind after time after some time, what was worth it. You know what I mean? It was worth it. I got my ass whooped. It was worth it. I got those guys were great. I wish I could find them right now. Those guys were great. They were cool as hell. They listened to Metallica. Like that's how I got into Metallica. <laughs> they lived upstairs. They were great. They loved me. It like they they. Sometimes I think they were. I know this is going too long, but sometimes I thought they were like fascinated that a little black boy had some smarts because they would somebody would be walking by and they'd be like van van come over here tell him about the ozone layer and then i would go into a whole spill about the ozone layer and they would be like i'm telling you this fucking kid man i love this fucking kid anyway all right no more mail back that's it oh wait should we do one more uh should we do one more that was a long one should we sure, do one more sure sure uh, donnie do give one us one more? more yeah yeah all right if you were able to know the answer to any question or mystery, what would it be? Well, this is a good one. Uh, damn. So there's a top three for me. The top three I just is. Got one. Go ahead. Okay, what's yours? What's no, no, yours? no. Go ahead. So the top three for me is what happened to the Mayans? Mm. Who killed JFK? Um, the other one, I guess, I don't give a fuck about anymore. But so it would be, it would be between those two. And really, oh no, no, no. The third one would be: Are there aliens from other planets? Yeah, that. yeah. But you, but you have to pick one. Like, what's the most important to you? It can't be JFK. JFK ruled my life for a long time, but it's probably the aliens. It's probably aliens. What about you? Oh no, it froze. It froze on you oh. going like this. <laughs> I was trying to take a picture. It's too late. You missed Wait, it. Wait, I didn't which one did you say? Which one did you say? Aliens. It's gonna be aliens for me. I think I wanna know about like heaven and hell. You'll find like, out. I, I wanna go beyond faith and I like wanna know. Hmm. That's what okay. I want to know. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. That's it. Uh, that fuck mailbag is done. We love you guys. Go to R Thought Warriors, the most popping Reddit forum ever. R Thought Warriors. And also go to, to Higher Learning, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Um, uh, unexpected ally of the week, Rachel? I already gave it away. It's Chris Brown. Oh, Chris Brown. Okay. I'll go with Chris Brown too. Yeah. I'll go unexpected. with Chris I'll go with Chris Brown too. Unexpected. Uh, doubt it happens again. Shout out to Christo. Uh, uh, now, um, we have, I want the audience to make a decision for me. Okay, so okay. full disclosure for the audience. We taped a very interesting interview with uh, Dr. Rowling earlier this week. Dr. Rowling is a formal, he's, a, he's an epidemiologist and a virologist who doesn't believe in the vaccine. He doesn't believe, not in vaccinations, period, but he doesn't believe in vaccines for- This vaccine. 
for this yes, vaccine, for this, this round of vaccines. So he has a vaccine that he sort of likes. It's kind of all over the Co-vax. place. Covax, uh, kind of, kind of all over the place. But the vaccines that we took, he thinks are useless. We filmed, uh, we taped that earlier this week with the intention of putting it out um, alongside another doctor that was Provax. But I don't know if you're feeling this way, this way, Rachel. With the amount of hesitancy that we're seeing right now, I'm not so sure if we should put the interview out. Uh, and well, we I, haven't dis- and we haven't discussed it. What do you think? Well, I think you've created a level of curiosity where people are going to want to hear it. I would never put it out without hearing the other side because I I would feel irresponsible. Okay. Just to be okay. honest. Do you are you comfortable with putting it to the, our audience and and letting them decide whether or not they want to hear it? Are they going to decide if they want to hear it just by itself or No, just period. In, in, with with the Provax. With the Provax. Okay. With the yeah. Provax. Let's give it let's give it to the community. Let's give it to the community. We'll give it to the community. You guys are in control here. You guys are driving this ship. You guys have supported us for this time that we've been doing this. So, it's for y'all. If y'all want to hear it, we'll put it out. If y'all do not want to fuck with it, we'll leave it in the coffers. But the audience, we're going to put polls up everywhere. Do you want to hear what we've already recorded? Yes, we put it out. No, we don't. All right. Uh, That's it. Take your thinking caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. And I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Also, as always, we have to thank we have to thank our producers, Trudy Joseph and Donnie Beecham. Love you guys both. See y'all next week.